Hello and welcome to the Thursday show here on the Frontline Gaming Network. My name is Paul, your host. I'm joined by Dustin Hinshaw. Hello, everybody. The man, the myth, the legend, Adam Camilleri. My absolute pleasure to be here from lovely Nola this weekend. One Another stop on Adam's mystical journey. You got to tell <laughs> us a little bit about the city if we have time. You know, part of, part of the, the thing where we're talking, this is your weekly show where we talk about tournaments. We talk about the upcoming tournaments, which you're going to see, the factions, the breakdowns, some of the spicy lists, some of the top players you're going to see. We do this each and every week on Thursday. If you're listening to us live, uh, please participate in the chat. If you're listening to us after the fact, you know, maybe drop us a five-star review or a comment on YouTube or whatever. We love to hear from you. Uh, but, you know, this is where we talk about like the meat of tournaments, what is happening, what's changing in the meta, and mm. we got an exciting show for you. Talk, talking about tournaments from all over the globe. Yeah, we've got three awesome tournaments to bring to you guys. One 100-player uh, event again for the second week post, you know, into the new season. Another week we've got a 100-plus player event. Two 30-ish, 40-ish player events um, from three different continents, three different countries, which is fantastic. In addition, we're here to hype you up for what you can expect from your 40K goodness for the coming weekend, as uh, Paul so eloquently puts every every single time we log on for your goodness. And this is, um, I think this is episode 32, guys. So we've got about 20 left until we celebrate our uh, big first year anniversary only 32 Ooh. yeah it feels like more doesn't it <laughs> well, that's in a good weeks. way in a good way this that is can't like, be right this is, i think yeah. this is part of the the, the lifeblood of, of the tournament hype and i it, it, i'm really great uh, really happy to be a part of that uh with y'all and also the, so the folks that are they're letting us talk about their list and the people that send us little notes in their list when they post it and that kind of stuff uh, if you're going to one of the events we're talking about and you're in the chat right now let us know what you're taking if we don't happen to talk about it we're going to be talking about the london open uh, February. They apparently they're doing all kind of uh, events, and then the Viking Just, Games Winter Grand Tournament and uh, Team Battle Brothers 40k Major. If we well, it's like the, do you know what? I find it so like I'm jealous and also insulted by the the London 40k Open February. 109 players are just like. Yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna have another hundred odd player event in March and April and May and June and July. Like, I'm so jealous if that's the case. That's, that's neat. It's like amazing. it's like a family reunion every couple of months. You know, <laughs> yeah, you, know, you show up, you get to play, CC folks, because that's one one of the draws from tournaments is you know you see people that you only see two or three times a year. But hey, if you happen to be fortunate enough to have one of these uh, big tournaments in your backyard, you know, might be six times a year. Yeah, I miss people. Beautiful. That's why I want to actually start running some of these more tournaments more often locally because I miss a lot of the guys that we get to see regularly because now mm. things are starting to open up again. So I feel I'm, I'm excited because I feel like things are going to start to happen again more regularly here as well. Because I look at I, I'm here every week and I see all these tournaments around the world like, man, jealous, so jealous. Um, what's the what do we so we have a, a, a segment at the end of the show? What's it called, Paul, and why should they stay tuned for it this time? <laughs> That's a great question. I'm glad you asked it, Adam. Every week, uh, we have a segment on the show we call the Fuego Repeat. We run down a list of five topics. Those topics we give ourselves two minutes to talk about. We we basically fire off our hot takes on topics that we don't actually know the, the, the questions before we see them, and that's especially true for this one. And this one is a themed one, it involves some aliens it involves a prime directive uh you, I, I mean i guess i haven't seen the topics, but uh, if i'm just guessing uh we may we and in this segment coming up at the end of the show we will boldly go where no podcasters have gone before <laughs> yeah we started Ooh, yeah we're starting to, we're starting to get some people sending in like themed questions and we're just slapping them in we don't we don't we don't read them we don't suss them out we're just like yep slap them on let's go let's run we'll see what we get 
we hope production has done a little bit of editing. Uh, and thanks to y'all mm. saying hey in the chat. Uh, yeah, we we may get to the question of you know is it a beef ribs kind of kind of podcast crew. Uh, so let's jump into the first tournament. This is the the London Open February from London, England. Mm. We're pretty sure we've gotten our uh, UK geography wrong before. We feel once. solid once. It's, look, you just do it one once. time. One you do time. it once, and that's what you're that's what you're known for. Um, uh, I still don't know where Coventry is, but you know, I bet it's nice. It's a nice place. London. I um, thought it was yeah. a suburb of London because the the BCP's <laughs> notation said the Coventry GT, London, and so I just rolled with it because I figured Listen, it was a suburb it's, of London. It's, it's a big fault. place. We, we can only do what we can read, right? We're just reading Late. facts. We just assume it's yeah. fact. Yeah. Don't spoil the fuego. We can't. We can't see this yet. <laughs> what are you so, doing? So anyway, what? ladies, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, uh, what you just heard is is uh, commonly referred to as a callback. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember what episode it was, but you know, uh, those of y'all been listening, you know, we get sometimes a little silly. Uh, oh, did so, someone just pointed out we may have picked some results right last week? Was that true, guys? I'm, we? We're right every week, man. What are you talking about? I figured we were always <laughs> right. That's why we don't need to call it out because we just assume. <laughs> I mean, I mean, anybody just looks at their watch and be like, uh, until Elder comes out, Custodes and Tower winning everything. Yeah. Like, oh, wow, give, him a, give him a prize. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, called it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's jump into what we're here for. And thanks for putting up with us this far. 109 players, five rounds in London, England. Uh, Dustin, would you mind running down the stats? I would love to. So we're starting off with the Imperial Super Faction. There are two sisters, 13 custodies, one Admech, zero Astromilitarium, three Grenades, and two Imperial Knights. We're still seeing the massive spike that is custodies, and it is staying strong right now for mm. the looks of it. It's not surprising at all. The uh, Space Marine Super Faction, there are two Dark Angels, eight Space Wolves, four Blood hell? Angels, one Ultramarine, one Salamander, one Black Templar, one Iron Hands, two Imperial Fist, one Death Watch, and one Raven Guard. Holy crap. They're all there. They have, they have all of them. Is that, what? Still, once again, White Scars. Why? They're just, oh, nobody uses White do you Scars think anymore. That, yeah. Do you think folks are opting for the, the Space Wolves that also can move pretty fast are Blood Angels uh, to take the place yeah, of that White it, Scar? I, I, Space Wolves, I actually, I still feel like are one of the stronger ones. It's just because their close combat capacity, it goes in tandem with their shooting. So like they can do everything and do both. And that's yeah. really strong. You only need like one guy to make it. Yeah, like, you exactly. Know, everyone else superfluous. How many attacks? One, one guy makes it. Yeah, exactly. Job done. <laughs> you know, it's, it feels pretty good. Well, uh, but well what we've seen Space Wolves... Yeah, we've seen space wolf players start to, to to really maximize their movements and when they picking and choosing their combats. Uh, and you know, we we've seen space wolf players do really well uh, throughout this whole last tournament season. It's going to be cool to see how deep they get and if that number continues to stay where it is. Agreed. All right, so moving on to the Chaos Super Faction, we have four Chaos Soup, zero Chaos Space Marines, five T-Suns, like seeing that, seven Death Guard, one Demon, and one Renegade Knight. So I do like seeing this, uh, uh, more T-Suns come out here. And of course, this is this is England. Death Guard mm. are out in full force. It's, it's, ba- it's back, though. We saw a bit of a dip towards the end of the season, didn't we, boys? We, we did. saw this like. Did. Yeah, the, the kind of the, the month after chapter approved, but before... Um, uh, was it uh, was it after chapter fruit or before? Because um, it was after the point changes, but before. No, no, it was before the point changes. Apologies. Yeah, it was before Am the I point tripping? changes. Uh, yeah, we, yeah, so, we no, we saw it, it after we saw it after the point changes. There was a, yeah. there was a bit, but uh, but I don't know if that was 
I, I, obviously, I don't, we don't know if that's the answer to why it was, because here they are back in full force. It may be taking a little bit of time. There could have been a, a couple of weeks of hobby lag, as we as we refer to it as, for them to really adjust yeah. into whatever the, yeah. the, the new list is. Paint up a few more cultists, a couple, you know. Exactly. Re, reform list, get yeah. some new metrics, new units, pad it back up. Yeah. Do you think people see Tau and they're like, all right, you know what, it's time to bring up the Death Guard again? I honestly, I don't mind that. I mean, I don't like the close. I wish the had the closing speed. I wish there was a bit more closing mm-hmm. speed on the Death Guard side. But if you're gonna, if you're playing the Chaos Super Faction, Death Guard or T Suns is the kind of the only ways to hang with those two, the, the two top dogs at the moment. Yeah. Right, that makes sense. Okay. Now, Xeno Super Faction, there are five Necrons, seven Orcs, and twelve Tau. No surprise in the Tau. Orcs is not surprising too. We're seeing actually Necrons have been steadily increasing a little bit too. Those point changes mm. and the Destroyers and the getting a core like. They seem to be coming uh, coming in a little bit stronger now. What, what yeah. I've seen with the, with the factions that that are you know kind of on the cusp out there in that solid probably B tier waiting you know waiting to strike the you know that have trouble going five, you know five and zero oh, six and zero oh or whatever uh, they have a lot of activity recently in their own in their forums you know whether they're talking about lists they're talking about ways to to really attack this what they believe to be the Tau and the Custodes meta. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, um, I feel like some of the Necron lists are actually hyper-aggressive. Like, if you go all Destroyers, Wraiths, and stuff, and just go on the line, move up, you get first turn, Tau might be in trouble. I could see that. Maybe just kind of take that 50-50 shot, some of those lists. Well, I don't know. Thanks what do you for think? not uh, mentioning that I think I said forums. <laughs> what is this, we're 2001? Kinda, we're trying to glaze over that. <laughs> Paul's dating himself a little bit. Uh, love it. Um, no, I, I agree. I think... Um, I think more than any other faction, uh, Necron's got the new lease on life from the chapter approved changes. Um, and they weren't especially hit by the mono sub-faction options. Usually they were all mono sub-faction anyway. They're mostly yep. all um, you know, uh, Eternal Expansionists, Relentlessly Conquerors, or um, Novok, or whatever you want. I still see Novok as being a great player, but there is a list down on our last event that is Nihilak Dynasty. And it's going to be very Ooh. interesting to unpack why we maybe think that is um Uh-oh. and it's by very by a very strong player as well so it's obviously a choice that has looking forward to unpacking that necron mm, players get, get ready sharpen your your pencils yeah take some notes. Sharpen the pencils. Get, get, get ready get your get your uh txt files open <laughs> so the hive mind super faction i'm dating myself too zero hive mind five tyranids and three gscs we're still we're still rising up there i like seeing so what, what do you think st- about that though D- dustin specifically it's, you know is, is that we saw a lot of hive mind uh, you know, yeah. as the as the preference, you know, now of course, you know, there's been some changes and a new codex and that kind of stuff, and it seems like folks are, you know, mm. seemingly going one way or the other now instead of blending. Now, as the, the fluff player in me loves that because force of the hive mind should never be a thing. Which what? Should, it's like specifically <laughs> a thing. Uh, no, you literally the, the tyrannids <laughs> literally show up and eat them. That's what happens. Everybody, when they show up. But they, you don't think there's a brief period them. of time, like maybe Absolutely I don't know, an not. hour they or two. They literally show up and eat them. That's all that happens. First, like fluff wise, so, it makes no sense. But competitive wise, it's still, in my opinion, the strongest one that exists right now. But hmm. that said, Crusher is so strong right now. And I like the fact that some people are still trying to figure out the GSC because GSC is such a deep book right now. We can't just, you know, don our golden armor and go out in the field and win our games, right? We got to, we got to really read our books. We got to, we got to practice this. We got to keep practicing against all the bad matchups, especially with Tau out here. We have good matchups into Tau if we build our list right. We do. Correct. So that's an important thing it's, to remember too. We're, we're going to see the inverse journey with the Grey Knights. The Grey Knights are going to be a, mm. a perfect study of what a book is that's easy to solve upon release. Um, it came out 
made a huge splash as soon as it did, won a lot of a lot of events immediately in the two months. Clicking those dread knights. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unit <laughs> fill, unit fill, control yeah, yeah. Uh control C, control V. But it, um as people teched into them as the meta changes and the meta evolves, and then as they, they took literally one hit. They didn't take any other hits. They took one hit in the fact that they got some points in, um, uh, increases. And in the same book, they took a hit to the sub-faction rules. We have found they're being dropped wholesale. And you'll find that being the tale of these three events of this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. All right. And then uh, we're going we... to the... Oh, oh, no. We have something else to say? No, no, no. Go. Okay. I'll go. Aldari Super Faction is six Mixed Aldari, six Drukari, one Harlequin, and two Suriani. So Mixed Aldari is actually... Head scratcher. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. Do you think uh, I? I actually don't uh, know about that one. I, I don't know just, that it's a head scratcher. I mean, I guess. I mean, look, think of the success that players have had. You know, uh, folks. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, have been combining or using just Eldari without any, with no fancy, with the same old codex that mm-hmm. has been there and doing okay. Like it's it's not bad by any means. It's just mm-hmm. it's I don't see it as much anymore. It's not unheard of for this to be a thing prior to a new codex for people yep. to want to familiarize oh, I themselves guess that's true. Yeah, that's with fair. the tool with the tool or a last hurrah. I don't know what's going to happen with these models. I assume that mm-hmm. they might I might not be able to bring them together in this configuration again. I'm just going to look. It's 105 players. Only one person's winning. I'm going to take what I want. I still yeah. remember the yeah. last day that I put fire dragons into a venom. You know, it, it was a, it was a great day. It was a great uh, ugly days, ugly days <laughs> for the rest of us mere mortals. Yeah, or when uh, uh, when Wraith Guard would come down in our in our raider, or just do, with uh with the Archon with one of the webway portals. Do you know? Yeah. I remember, I remember when twelve Wraith Knights with so Wraith Guard with D sides would stand on a Sky Shield landing pad, <laughs> and then you'd fly the Sky Shield landing pad at your opponent. Those were the days. <laughs> Oh, what the crap days. dark what days crap was wrong we're all dating ourselves it's true. Now. <laughs> everything in australia will kill you it's, it's, <laughs> that true. that's fair. true that's fair yeah. um all well, right the faction uh, podium is the three custodes 12 tau and eight space wolves so the custodes the custodes and tau no surprise space wolves though what number three what? on the podium I- don't get it. I want to ask them, like, why Space Wolves? I pulled out a couple of the Space Wolves lists just to get in a sense if there's anything especially spicy going on. And there is. There is some there have been some new units injected into what I think is the top list for Space Wolves. And uh, we'll talk about them when we get to it, because I pulled out one of those lists. But right, jumping straight into those. Uh, top right, players in attendance. Let's see that transition. Um, so first off the top, Manny Chamber, of course, when he's at an event for the next couple of months, I'm going to see what he's doing. And if he's doing something that's at all interesting or he's pivoted from one faction to another, I'll point it out to you guys because I hear a lot of people are interested. So he came second in the ITC last year. He's playing Custodes Battalion of Emperor's Chosen. Um, you may be familiar with this build because it's quite similar to the art of war one that was taken to the lvo with some obvious meta adjustments he's got a dawning a shield captain or dawning or jet bike he's got trajan valoris two times three spear guard a unit of five prosecutors three achilles dreadnoughts and three times three virtus praetors that's it that is a, as, about as close to a manning list as you can get for custodies while taking a battalion it's just three dreads three by three bikes three units of of, of guard and some characters it's um it's pretty cut and dry boys what do you think manny loves his spam he loves like this is good i'm taking it's redundancy yeah, it's, it's not all the spam spam <laughs> implies a negative connotation <laughs> even though i understand it's tasty because I, yeah. I i speak from like spamming gaunts and stuff you know it's not it's not bad but it is tasty 
And I, this I'm, is I'm like some folks mayo and a, you know mayo and a in between some spam. Man, that's that's classic <laughs> sandwich. Uh, you can almost define Manny as a very lean man, like spam. Very little fat See? content in spam. We're very expanding lean. on the metaphor now. Yeah. Yeah, it is. He, he likes his lean list, not much fat. If something's good, he's going to take as many of it as he can take, is what Paul said. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's just like a three. Oh, the unit's good. Taking three of them. Yeah, the unit's absolutely. good. Taking three by three of them. Um, this list is good. It's just good. It doesn't do yep. well because it's just a good list with good units in it. Again, like, it wasn't you know, a knock. Yep. Like it's 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 nah. just really good. He, he knows what he's doing with it. He p- takes the best and, yeah, like, why don't I just take as many as I can of those? I've been waiting for someone to start taking bigger units of bikes. And if I was going to pick the man who I thought was going to do it, I thought it would have been Manny. Like three times four, three times five. I've, I've, seen, I've seen it. I, it, yeah. Yeah. it just, I, I don't think bikes I are... One more. I think one more makes everything more expensive yeah. to CP. Yeah, it is. It is. Exactly. But you don't have anything else in the list. Therefore, nothing else needs CP. So you're only spending CP on bikes. Uh. It, it, it kind of has its own, its own you know, pluses and minuses there. But yeah, yeah, Paul, you were going to say uh, so you, don't what's think, next? you don't think more more is more better. Oh no, I, I, I don't think bikes are are necessarily a, a cavalier choice. I think that they are incredibly good, and yeah. you know you, you hear a lot of people saying, "Well, I just went over there and roasted them with these guns on these bikes, and then you know get off and poke people." That's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a good choice. Yeah, it's fair. All right, jumping to our next gentleman, Mr. David Gaylard is in attendance here. He came in the top eight of the LVO. He was using Crusher Stampede there. He's using Crusher Stampede here. I was, I thought it was interesting to point to, to pull out his list and see how it's developed with um, Tau and Custodius injected into the mix and knowing what he's learnt from the LVO. He's got a Leviathan Battalion, of course. Um, he's got a Flyerant. He has another Flyerant. I think one of these, if I remember right, one of these is kitted to shoot. One of these is kitted to fight. So one's for Bear, one's for Daka. He's got a Swarm Lord, a three by three warrior. Warriors, six Hive Guard, a Malaceptor to buff them, two Scythed Hero Jewels, and a single Harpy. Um, so as you can see, the big omission there is the now 280-point Demacheron that was in his list. In addition, he also had a second Harpy in there, which I'm assuming um, became either the extra points on the Hive Guard or the, maybe the Malaceptor in addition. But yeah, it seems a lot leaner, doesn't it, that list? It does. The second Flyer is interesting, too. Like I actually love the flyers especially in crusher stampede mm. i've always loved them the one is always like kind of a no-brainer because of all the buffs you can put on it i mm. do like a second one i really do like one I, I i'm interested to see how that does because it's always questionable because the other monsters just seem better for similar points yeah but you got to remember too that those guys can shoot they have psychic their synapse yep. as well yep. and they're good in combat like they do everything mm. that's really good that way and they're innately fast they don't need to Yes. Or to be a quick unit so they get yeah. the speed to they get up to the mid board um much more quicker than say the the side hero as well and of course when you lose the dimacheron you lose that ability to just ignore terrain so adding in the second flyer it gives you back what you lost in that yeah. exchange at least yeah um, so i think it's a good list but yeah it does seem a lot leaner it's like it's lost a whole gribbly a whole like 200 point gribbly has been removed from that list and it's quite interesting I think that's um, tough, especially when you're going into things like what, what we know is a sh- very shooty with the towel. Like you, true, you yeah. want as many. Like, is that does that harpy make it out of turn one ever? Um, well, 
honestly you, you if, i mean <laughs> if it's if it's not on the table maybe yeah 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 yeah. well because it is it's so easy to kill compared to everything else isn't it because everything else has got it all it's got is a toughness six yep. and a five plus involved not going to get you very far like one ball can anything it's just like poke 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 on mm-hmm. um with that ignore involved and that's one of the things as well like the tau some of the, t- the tau tech really makes me fearful for the longevity of crusher um if tau sticks around in the, in the kind of the realms it is now um onto our last list i pulled this one out this is uh mr christopher radford Firstly, his name had Rad in it, so obviously he stood out amongst the other Space Wolves players. You know, I'm a very simple man um, when I'm trying to pull it. But we had eight Space Wolves lists, so I wanted to drag one out and see what was going on. And this one was kind of the best example that within the Space Wolves banner, people are doing a lot of different things. So this is a Space Wolves successor being played as Minotaurs with, of course, Born Heroes and Whirlwinds of Rage. It's a battalion. He's got two company vets, a chapter master. He's got Hecaton Iacos. I think I'm pronouncing that right. That is the named um, Contempt of Dreadnought. He has a primary chaplain on bike, five assault intercessors, two times five incursors, three units of five wolf guard, two units of five wolfen, which is the new addition here, um, two units, two single uh, cyber wolves, which are incredible for both the moment and occasional fronts. Um, uh, sorry, they can't do engagement fronts anymore. Apologies. Um, five sky claws, five long fangs, and a drop pod. What do we think of this, boys? You go first, Paul. What are those? Do you know what those long fangs are, are, are kitted out with? I believe I believe this was a two and two. I believe this was. Uh, I, I can't remember if it was this list. Yeah, I can't remember this list or the previous one, but I think it's two grav two melter, either that or it's one grav three melter. I can't remember which one this was. I looked at I looked at all eight space Wolves lists, so they all kind of <laughs> mushed up. <laughs> okay, okay. I I have always been a fan of the long fangs and the drop pod. I'm always nervous about drop pods because yep. of things that want to tie them up. Like custodes love when people bring drop pods. They love that. Yeah. Which is a little worrisome for that, but you can put them in the right spot. Just make sure you actually get your good alpha strike with your uh, shooting units. So if you just pick off the right target, then it can be really important, and mm. it keeps some something safe that you want to keep safe too. The fact that you can come on turn one is very important for shooting units like that. Keeps them protected and yeah. guarantees that they get to shoot something that they need mm. to shoot. Um, the addition of the Wolfen is the new injection into this this army. It used to be this army had usually have one or two Volkai Contemptors, maybe a couple of Redemptors, which have been losing a lot of value over time. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the minus one damage meta meant the, Volk- the Volkai Contemptors were losing power, and then now they've got the, the price hike, they're probably not worth it anymore, a, bar maybe a one-of if it's the right meta. Um, and then the Redemptors, I found as soon as the Custodes came out, the Redemptors just didn't do anything. Without rerolls and with, you know, Trans- and shooting into transhuman stuff they just they just don't do enough anymore taking them out to put two units of wolford in making this army have five super deadly like msu merely ag- aggressive units actually feels really good i think yeah i love that change actually and like you said like we're not seeing a lot of redemptors anymore because of the reasons you just you just mentioned mm-hmm. there and i would think replacing them with wolford especially in an army like space wolves where they're already punchy and the the wolfen are just so strong there's mm, they're, they're durable yeah and they they get value that doesn't yeah, it doesn't matter if, if you charge them they get the value anyway yeah. so I, i'm i'm actually a big fan of wolf and especially in the custodians matter as well because the custodians don't shoot them down that effectively with their with their um seeing as they have the two damage and the feel no pain they don't go through the the, the regular two damage bolters don't hurt them so much and then they've got you know a bunch of storm shields if they want to 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 bounce off the the praetor shot throw the um the furthest mm. praetor shots so I, I actually don't mind them but then when you charge them they die and they still fight so i think there's quite a lot of value to yeah, had. they fight on death and then mm. yeah it's it becomes kind of a blender and you know you're going to remo- be removing models and especially if you know that at least half the armies mm. you'll be fighting at the top tables want to engage you so you're mm. going to get your special ability off then 
yeah, seems like a good choice. I think it's a very strong choice. Um, we want to jump straight into our, our next event, boys. No, let, let's let's take a break. Uh, we'll take a we're, we're about halfway through the show. Uh, I know we're moving along. It doesn't uh, may not feel like it. Uh, let's take a quick break again for a word with a word from our sponsors, and then we'll come back and go right into that next event. At Frontline Gaming, we make the best tabletop gaming mats in the universe. Our mats are durable, rollable, foldable, wipeable, and storable. Oh, and they look damn great, too. Join the thousands of tournament regulars and garage gamers who use our mats to bring their gaming surfaces to life. To ensure quality, Frontline Gaming mats are custom-made one at a time. Printed with high-quality ink, our immersive designs stay crisp and are available in a wide range of styles and sizes. So whether you're playing a war game or skirmish game, whether you're fighting over an alien tundra, fantastical forest, or real-world setting, there's a great-looking battlefield for you. Our gaming mats are printed on extremely durable neoprene backing, so they won't slide around the table, and they're thick enough to stay flat, protecting what's underneath and allowing for slight uneven surfaces. We know from experience that an easily portable gaming surface is just better. Every mat comes with a sturdy nylon zip-up bag for storage and transportation. Whether your next battle is in your home or at the local game store, you'll be able to unroll your FLG mat and get gaming right away. Our products are all made and tested by passionate gamers at Frontline Gaming HQ right here in the USA. It's time to take your battlefield to a new level. Frontline Gaming, champions of tabletop. Hey everybody, we are back. Uh, please check out Frontline Gaming. They got all kind of cool stuff. I don't know if you saw that little sneaky, uh, that brand new table they've got. It's been there the whole time. It's just lying in wait. They're both GSC players. That makes that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it yeah. does actually. Uh, so the next next event we're going to talk about is the Viking Games Winter GT Two uh, from uh, I'm going to try this. You got uh, Norkoping, uh, pronounced. I'm reading. Nor shopping? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I even, I even, I looked it up, and I was like, okay. "There's no way I'm, I'm lining Paul up for this slaughter." Uh, so I went well, and looked up pronunciation. Uh, it's yeah, it's nor shopping. <laughs> I think that's cool. No, seriously, I, I love talking about stuff from all over the world. Learn about the players, learn what they take, getting, a, getting a kind of a, um, a window into you know what it's like. And we've seen some pretty like. Tell, tell me, y'all have not seen some different metas in different areas of the world. Some seem a little more aggressive. Some seem a little bit more laid back. Uh, some seem to be just swinging for the fences, you know, in every single list. Uh, let's see what they got going on uh, in here. Yeah, absolutely. So the Imperial Super Faction, we have one sister, two custodes, one admech, one Astro Militarum, one grenade, one Imperial Knight. I'm sensing a theme so far. There's only two custodes mm -hmm. and one of everything else. But this Faces is 35. I didn't mention this, but this is a 35 player 35. five rounder. So, you know, we might see it, it's kind of interesting that I even on a 35, we still see a nice spread there in the in mm -hmm. the Imperium. Yeah. So the space Marines refaction, one Dark Angel, one Death Watch, one White Scar. <laughs> There's a white yes. scar here. Yes. One Iron Hands. <laughs> still the spread going. Chaos Superfaction, one Chaos Space Marine, one T Suns, three Death Guard, and a Renegade Knight. And then this is where it starts to get a little wonky, or at least higher in numbers. Xeno Superfaction, three Necrons, five Orcs, but no oh. Tau. Somebody's somebody's trying to win. Are they allowing the Tau Codex? They have like Maybe a month embargo on, uh, on, on something? Although, I mean, 
you know, I, I have heard of some tournaments. I've actually heard of some leagues actually that were running that mm. said no towel. Just well, no towel. I have heard of some European metas that will say no decks until the FAQ. No mm -hmm. FAQ, that's, no, no that's decks. That's actually fair. That's fair. Um, I don't believe this is the case. Though. I just genuinely don't think there's any towel players here. That, that I mean, could also be the case too. I'll, I'll get an angry PM from one of the TOs in Sweden and be like, <laughs> Adam, it is no FAQ, no decks. But yeah, <laughs> with zero towel, you're like, uh, still 35 people. It could just be a thing, right? It could just be there's that's no true. towel players in this town. Yeah, that's true. Or maybe they're just afraid of the have my super faction of one tier and three GSC. They don't want to fight those yeah, guys. Just right. That's maybe that's what it is. The Eldari super faction to finish it off. We have two mixed Eldari and two Drakari. That's Ooh. it. So a really nice spread on everything. So the faction podium here is Orcs at five, GSC tied with Necrons and Death Guard at three. And then Drakari, Eldari Custodes, two and ones everywhere else. Well, with the Orcs. Uh, I mean that that's actually difficult to play into with that many orcs. You know, they mm. also could be super fast armies, could be very shooty. Um, well, we don't know what everything. the terrain situation is like at this thing. Maybe mm. they're reading it that way. I uh, you have hit the nail on the head there, Paul. Because orcs, I think of all the books in the game at the moment, all the factions, I think that orcs have the most freedom in build. There is, oh yeah. In fact, I pull. I looked at all the orc builds and I pulled out one of the wonkiest just to show how crazy the orc builds can be right now. Um, I was, I'm not, I was in there looking at my my shelf, in which you know I've, I actually I've, I have some orcs. I uh, painted some orcs. I you know I, I never get necessarily all the way there with the orc armory, but I was in there looking at my my stuff and I'm like, this is all good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like everything is there's a there's a case for whatever. You know, just maybe start playing some thousand point games or whatever. But that's a, uh, yeah, Yorks, this is what, what freedom? Yeah, <laughs> I, I genuinely feel like there's a decent amount of freedom with Orc builds at the moment. The, anyway. There's such a deep book. It, it's actually, like, I've looked into it a lot too. I've made a couple of Orc lists. It's fun to make them, it's really fun to make them. It is. Yeah. Well, I can tell I can tell you from this weekend, the the, the all, all three events we did, there was Blood Axe builds, Evil Sun builds, Freebooters build, Goth builds. Oh, there was four of those, all those represented. That's awesome. Um, uh, amazing, amazing. I mean, and they like if you look, if you like put, picked out sisters, they'd be like Valorous Heart, Bloody Rose, probably. You, you picked out well, you pick out Custodes. There's there's probably mostly Emperors, Emperors uh, chosen, and maybe some Shadow Keepers. That's, that's there's, like, there's got to be Shadow Keepers. There's got to be Shadow Keepers. They're legit. But um, top players in attendance at this bad boy, we have uh, Os Oscar Renestig. Renestig. Uh, he's playing GSC. This one's for you, Dustin. Yeah, out of boy. Twisted Helix Battalion. He's got a Kelamorph, a Nexos, and a Sanctus, a Magus, and a Patriarch. So it's just straight off the cuff five characters. Ten, ten, five, five Acolytes. The two first ones are kitted for um, goodness. One of them's with the drills. I think one of them is all hand flamers. And then there's two five mans bare nice. bones. Okay. I, think okay. I love that all right. hand flamer unit. It's yeah. just so aggressive. I actually don't mind it. 20 neophytes with uh, the Daka Daka loadout, 10 hybrid metamorphs, 3 times 10 pure strain gene stealers, 2 times mm -hmm. 4 jackals, and 2 goliath trucks. I do know that two, two of those units of gene stealers have been upgraded with um, uh, the extra, the move from the blip and the extra attack on the first turn um, yep. of their charge. And I believe uh, one of the acolyte units, or it might be the hybrid metamorphs, get the 3d6 charge from a reserve. Um, what do you make of this one, Dustin? This is your wheelhouse. This Listen, is my wheelhouse. Business. This, yeah, yeah, I like this. Well, this is uh, this, pretty close to the standard Twisted Helix. It's the tried and true battalion that a lot of the uh, GSC players are comfortable with because it's very, very aggressive. aggressive. It is very, very aggressive. aggressive. And it is scary aggressive. Like, mm. first turn, 
you you have GE sealers in your face, probably two, in fact, depending mm. on the deployment and everything. And next turn, you'll have another two units in your face. They just they will keep coming at you. It's it's this... so aggressive and it's so hard to deal with if you don't have the proper mm. tools for it. It you'll, it'll run you over. I feel you, like does it seem sorry, but it, like you can just push the units in your face so you never let your opponent mm. establish like a game plan. You're just constantly kind of boxing them into things while you're moving out and getting objectives yeah. and scoring your secondaries. Yeah, you, a lot of the time you would do that because you want to make sure that you, a lot of GSC players that are running this don't want your opponent to have time to think. And if your opponent's good at reacting, then they can play the game. If they're not, they're they're in a lot of trouble. This is the kind of list I would think would be a, a first point of call for people trying to go into the town meta. Um, yeah. It's full aggressive. It closes the gap extremely quickly. It gets stuck in. The, if the issue is this is a this is a list that routinely finishes the game with like two characters and one unit left. Yeah. But you sure. win by like 23 points yeah. because you've controlled the middle of the table for the majority of the game. I, um, I like what, it, what Dustin was saying is, it, is that I think a lot of players will not be able to stop the bleeding. You will yeah. s simply start removing models and find yourself just mired in that situation and for five turns. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, uh, and maybe, I, I, I like that style. It's it's which yeah. one of the what are the three archetypes that I've talked about that GSC are working with right now? If I remember this right, and this gentleman did have the ten hand flamer acolytes in there, what do you think that unit's for, Dustin? Uh, it's for one either getting crossfire token on something they want to get uh, exposed on, because then they'll deep strike behind what they want to kill, get some crossfire tokens on it if they don't put the nexus in it, or if they already has crossfire, plus one to wound hand flamers are no joke. Like it's that's true. It's true. that's pretty good. That's ten d six with plus one to wound. <laughs> Mm. They're horde clears, that's for sure. You have a screen? Not anymore. Well, you just kill, <laughs> more kill than that, you'll, that. Yeah, yeah, you'll kill a freaking yeah. vehicle with that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, only other one I want to question to you. It's the first time I've seen a Sanctus. Really? You haven't seen Yeah, I didn't see a Sanctus that much. I just see the double Kelomorph or the double Patriarch or the double Magus or double something. One of each, I actually find quite interesting. Um, he's probably trying to save... Uh, just He wants as much CP as possible. He wants to do all the tricks, which I approve of for sure. Because... The spread of units that he has in this, he has a lot of strats he can use. Mm. And he can be very clever with a lot of them too. The Sanctus is actually really good into a lot of armies because it's it's a free crossfire token for everything you see because he auto hits and he does more yep. than one damage. It's a sniper, obviously. And he has the potential to not only mortal wound psychers, but he can turn off auras, which is oh, a big ah, deal in this battle. That's a big deal. Mm. So uh, that that's something huge. to keep in mind for it. All right, on to our next top player in tennis. This is Mr. Rickard Nielsen, touted as possibly the best AdMech player, or one of the best AdMech players in Europe, and always the gentleman to watch and see what he's up to. He's playing AdMech. He always plays AdMech. He's a faction specialist. He's playing a Lucius veteran cohort battalion. Starts off with a techno-archaeologist, two marshals, a manipulus, 19 rangers, and then 19 5, 5 vanguard, three times 10 rust orcas. So the max amount of rust orcas. Yeah. That you can't take any more than that. Um, five sterilizers and three Scorpius disintegrator tanks. Uh, it's just a really good, well-rounded list, as far as I can tell. But what do you guys make of it? Well, what do you, what do you think about uh, both y'all about the, the the trim down on the sterilizers? You know, it's like doesn't seem to have. You know, yeah. it's really just blocks of troops. This is going back to what almost like what the original build, the, the mm. first build mm -hmm. coming out of Adeptus Mechanicus was. Yeah, I actually, I love the double 19 melee, 19 ranger and 19 vanguard. I, I always love taking two big big blobs of them in the ad mech right now. And I've actually really fallen in love with the three mass rust stalker squads. 
because they can be they can do the same kind of thing that the twisted helix battalion does with gsc mm. right they're their hyper aggressive unit that can start causing bleed on your opponent and they have to react to it while meanwhile mm. your 40 to 20 man squads basically are taking the map and you can kind of control the pace of the game and then the disintegrators help you kind of get those targets that you may not be able to easily get otherwise right yeah what do you think of the lucius pick because usually we'd see this as either mars metallica um the pivot back to lucius i think is like just purely due to the custode the custode and uh tower weapon types yeah yep. airbursts and mm. sms do not like the lucius because they get the plus one against the negative one um at least that's how i'm saying it that, that'd be my first instinct of why why it's I, I think that's it especially when yeah. you got this many troops on the ground i mean like it seems like a lot of bodies but when you actually start the shooting phases for some of these or you know or whatever it, it, it is not as yeah. many as you think yeah Nope, not I agree. Wounds, you hit the nail on the head there, for exactly. sure. A couple of different ways to Look, save. You could end up having three We've ups. actually given some hot takes. What, what does the chat think? I, I know that... One, I want to give some uh, shout-outs to folks that uh, sounded off in the chat and said hello. Uh, but what do y'all think of it? We're giving some hot takes. Like, what are these lists, how they compare? You know, mm -hmm. it, can anything stop Talon Custodes right now? Uh, and then are these lists that we're picking mm -hmm. out some of the ones that, that have the tools that have made enough of an adjustment to not lose... Um, you know what the army is about and how to continue to, to win against everything else but do they are they kind of edging themselves into a fa more favorable position with what are the dominant forces in the meta mm -hmm. at this moment yeah absolutely and we're the ones like, like we're talking about the meta but you guys out there you are the meta so yeah let exactly us know what right. you think <laughs> spot on um on to our third uh list for this event this is uh bjorn erickson He's taking orcs, and this was the wonkiest of the orcs list. So naturally, I fell in love with it. It's a free British patrol and a super heavy detachment. So strap yourselves in. Um, it's a war bus on bike, it's, or I call him a war bob now. Um, a big mech. <laughs> two, I like that. Two, yeah, it's a war bob. I like a war bob. That's how my acronym broke it down. Um, uh, it's a big mech, two times ten uh, grots. Uh, it's Gretchen. He's got a single mech. Three Death Dreads, a unit of five Killer Cans, a Morkonaut, and two Gorkonauts. What? And that's this man's list. Like <laughs> what? You know, oh exactly God. what we were saying. It's all good. It's <laughs> that's uh, amazing. I know it's amazing. How cool is this list, man? This is sick. I love it. <laughs> I love this list. Bjorn, you're that's, a hero. That's amazing. I love yeah. this list, Paul. You have to talk about it in depth. I can't. I, yeah, he's, making is, he's making yeah, a face. Yeah, no, I know because because you think about you know we this is probably the first time that we've mentioned Morka and Gorgonauts on is, this yeah, show. It's in, true. In it what Adam had, had mentioned, where we're thirty-two episodes, we're thirty-two hours in of just talking about tournaments and what you see at tournaments, and this is the first time we have mentioned Morka and Gorgonauts. Mm. Hopefully, well, you let's let's be crazy for a minute, yeah. This list is not incomparable to Crusher Stampede. It's all minus one damage, it, albeit with the caveat of strength eight on it. Mm -hmm. It's all going to have a five up, feel no pain, because he's got a big mech with KFF, and he's got two Morkonauts giving out KFF auras as well. So the whole army is a five plus invulnerable save and minus one of damage. The two major tenants of defensive tenants of the Crusher Stampede. Um, in addition to that, it's super punchy. It's surprisingly shooty from two Morkas and a Gorka, in addition to whatever the Killer Cans have got on them, and the Death Dreads. I'm not sure if the Death Dreads got guns. Um, and it plays the mission decently like he's got some grots to leave behind um on objectives and some other bits and pieces or to be toted around inside the transports um 
I, I do like it. the all punchy death treads, by the way. I like I like that because because yeah. really they're big. They're actually I mean you know, for what they are, they're I don't know they're this big on the table, you know. So they they look kind mm. of intimidating, and uh, you know when they're coming up, just waving, they're flailing their their robotic arms around, just uh, seem like kind of <laughs> big on the carnage. Mm. Yeah, I like that. See, and I actually like the fact that you pointed out this the similarities between this and crusher stampede because that's actually a way that a lot of mm. people could kind of build their list too like if you look at a successful archetype list with another army like if you look crusher stampede thick city mm. even tower whatever you can actually take your faction if whatever faction you play and try to just kind of match the same kind of archetype like okay i got two of these shit yeah. users supposed to do this add that in so that's what he's kind of done here with crusher stampede and i it's a really valid way to make lists and kind of learn it more is. things that your faction it, can do too i love doing that is it as oh, good as crusher no, no, will but, still be a hell of a lot well, of fun. Absolutely, yes. it might play well into that because of all yeah. all these attacks and high strength. And and uh, Stormhell mentions that KFF is a six plus plus, not a five plus plus. Uh, uh, well, yeah. look, they, like that's what the chat here is for is to keep us honest. Mm. Uh, Scotty says the reckon that the GSC and the Admec list definitely are built to function well with the new missions, which mm -hmm. we haven't yep. necessarily talked about. Uh, of uh, these, it's not only little uh, shifts and shaves to the list uh, to deal with specific armies, but also to play the new missions and secondaries, which yep. even that's huge part of how you actually win the games. Absolutely. Uh, and then uh, Ancient Bane says, uh, Mass Imagery Admic versus Custodes is uh, mm. one to watch. The sheer volume of shots and the attempt to force a mass amount of saves. Mm -hmm. and, and really, that's what it's about. When you see these big old blocks of units, you just have to force them to try to roll dice uh, one and pick up wounds. Mm. There's another thing that people don't uh, possibly might be going by the wayside, but the reason you see the little units of Vanguard, in addition, and I know this is something Rickard does as well, they're going to minus one toughness aura, guys. And toughness toughness five custodians going down to toughness four when you've got five Vanguard and a unit of ten Rust Orcas, that unit goes away. It just goes away. Um, that really, aura is really, not really very cool. big, though. they got to get close. That's to be in combat. That's to be in combat, yeah. Exactly right, um, but yeah, that's this. That's that's this a tournament. It's spicy. It's cool. I well, love the spread. Adam, let, me, let me double down a little bit on what you said, though. You got to make it count. You got to know mm -hmm. you're doing that. Get yourself in position, but then with enough to capitalize. And that is what that admic list that we just saw. It has enough to capitalize, especially with those three times three uh, rust walkers. You're going to be able to, I think, make the most of uh, of all that synergy, uh, and, and then <laughs> yeah. peel away uh, with, well, with all the shots on the way over. Ancient Bane just pointed out something that's actually quite interesting. A tower would be interesting against that orc list, especially if there's an overload of fusion blasters, railguns. There's no tower at this event. There's none. Yep. No tower. It's, like, it's crazy. This guy's going to run rampant. <laughs> so did Gork and Mark let him know that before? Pick yeah, he, yeah he picked it. He picked the meta. It's just right. like, yeah, don't you know, have to worry I, about this. There's, there's no tower at this event? Ah, uh, here we go. Gork and Mark. Oh, this is the Storm you. Raven phenomenon. What are, what are we talking about? The window. Yeah, the window there's pool. The window. The window. There it is. Ah! The orc window. <laughs> oh, I love it. So good. Uh so let's uh, yeah, let's uh so let's pick a winner. What what is winning this thing? <laughs> oh man. If if Bjorn doesn't win it, it's because like someone broke his knee on the way to the event. Like, <laughs> he had a car crash. Like it was just too dangerous. It couldn't couldn't be left alive. He palpatined it. It's like it's too dangerous to be to, to be able to make it make it to this event. I'm going for Bjorn. Let's do it. <laughs> I want to say Bjorn, but I got to go with Oscar running my GOC. Mm, it's true. There we go. I'll pick the other feature, featured list here and go with Devis Mechanicus. That's, I think that it's really, you, you can bet. never, you can never count out the, the Devis Mechanicus and that we've seen oh, that. Well, actually we, we've seen that play out in reality, not just mm -hmm. uh, in speech. 
and an admech freaking faction specialist is a terrifying prospect. Yeah, and that's Rickard doesn't play anything else. Knowing when to pop off your canicles mm-hmm. or and your your all your stuff, and then this not forgetting that you have those things that we just talked about. Yeah. You know, a huge part, especially deeper in the rounds when the fatigue starts to kick in. Uh, that is one of the, one of the benefits. I was actually thinking about this leading up to the show, and and, and look, I know we have another event to talk about, but. You know, I'm starting to think that, you know, some players, they throw some shade, like, oh, so-and-so shows, shows up with this army. They might just be generally very enthusiastic to play some of these hot new armies. It's their time to shine. Uh, you know, so, but knowing what your army does uh, is a way to combat the new the new shininess. You know, if you don't mm. feel like, you know, just steering into that, just getting getting deep, knowing what uh, every, every little nook and cranny around your codex helps you weather that and win more games than you would mm-hmm. if you didn't. Agreed, mate. And you're a huge, huge proponent from that. Like, if you if you don't know what to do, just look at your codex. Just stare at it. Ponder it. And yeah, yep. 100%. Agreed. That's it. Uh, so we got one more event to talk about. This is the Team Battle Brothers uh, 40k Major uh, from Carthage, North Carolina. Uh, I like that you listed here that it's in America. <laughs> you sure it's not in London? I think it's in London. <laughs> is it Carthage in northern Northern Africa? Oh, yeah. uh, that's right. No, yeah. uh, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah there is it. Yeah. There is. Uh, yeah. Uh, famously so. Uh, Forty-two players, five rounder. Uh, let's run down the stats real quick. I know we're you know, we're we're going along on time, but we're going to do this, and then we got the Fuego Rapido coming up. Hang hang tight. We got so much stuff to talk about. So, Imperial Super Faction, we have one Imperium, seven Custodes, two Admech, zero Grey Knights, one Imperial Knight. Space Super, Space Marine Super Faction, we have two Blood Angels, one Iron Hands, one Death Watch, one Black Templar. The Chaos Super Faction is a single Thousand Suns. Crazy. Just, just 1,000 Suns. Mighty Super. The Mighty Super. <laughs> the Xeno Super Faction, two Necrons, four Orcs, three Tau. So pretty even there. Orcs are still pretty heavy in there. Dude, Orcs, yeah, Orcs, Orcs have a little resurgence Orcs slap. this weekend. Everywhere. Orcs slap, man. I love yeah. it. Hive Mind Super Faction, two Tyranids, one GSC. I am happy with these numbers. We're starting to make a showing. Eldari Super Faction. No. I didn't skip Tau. I said I said Tau. I said two Necrons, four Orcs, three Tau. I said it. I'm not I'm not <laughs> saying Tau again, guys. Not... <laughs> Why would I be saying Tau? Uh, Why yeah. am I... <laughs> I need you to pull the right Tau. <laughs> I'm not saying it. Nope, not doing it. Eldari Super Faction right, is just are you saying Tau? I'm not saying it. Faction podium. There are seven custodes, four orcs, three trukari, and three fish people. Good stuff. I wasn't gonna say it. Yeah. <laughs> Tuna beef. Uh, this isn't. This is another spicy. Uh, spicy spread. Um. Apparently, chaos players just do not inhabit North Carolina. There's just. It's just a dead, yeah. dead area. Dead area of chaos. There's no chaos to be had there. Um. At this. At this. At this size of event, you'd expect to see one or two uh chaos well, soup, card for one sure. or, i mean really yeah you, you mm. expect to see like one and you don't see a rando card. abaddon you know like this yeah, exactly. like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make these uh, mm. uh noise marines and cultists work yeah and generally so usually we see like it's, it's usually half to one third the number of renegade knights to imperial knights so for every three imperial knight players there's usually one renegade that's just on trend for like 32 episodes of this show um <laughs> but they follow them, each other yeah. through the aeons and yeah, yeah, just perpetually chasing uh, each other. Uh, but yeah, the, the the absolute void that is the chaos super faction at this event is is kind of nuts. It's a barren wasteland, boys. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty light on the space marines as well, which is another interesting one. Like uh, two blood angels, one iron hands, one death watch, one templars. They could easily be double that amount for this size of an event. Um, 
they're all playing. One thing I wanted to point out here, and I left them in in particular, zero Grey Knights. There's only one at Viking, and there is three. So there's only th- uh, four Grey Knight players um, out of these almost 200 Grey Knight's players. Grey Knight's got to figure playing. out uh, how to cope without that fifth Dread Knight. Yep. Yeah. Or and the other sub faction because usually it was sub-faction. yeah usually it was pressing breath uh, rapiers or sword bearers and now they have to be just one of those things the whole yep. like a whole quarter of their list was that second detachment that well was it was a way to get another, another dread knight you know it was basically yeah. that was the engineers yeah <laughs> yeah and it was it was bringing a whole another toolbox of you know a strat a relic and a, and a, a psychic power etc so it's, it's just gone it's just completely gone and it, it, they took their other grandmaster dread knight with them because you can't have him anymore yeah um. So yes, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, so top players in attendance at this event. Um, this first one is that spicy Necron list I wanted to talk about. This is Austin Wingfield. For those of you who don't know, he's quite an mm-hmm. accomplished player um, in the region. He's playing Necrons. He's a Nihilak Dynasty Patrol, Supreme Command, and Outrider. So he's got three detachments. Um, a Supreme Command means, of course, we're going to be seeing the Silent King. Um, he's got a Chronomancer. An Overlord, you know, 20 Warriors, 2 times 5 Scorepack Destroyers, and 3 mm-hmm. Heavy Destroyers, and a Ghost Dark. Then he's got the Silent King, of course, and then his Outrider is a Technomancer, a Canoptic Reanimator, 6 Flayed Ones, 2 times 3 Scarabs, and 6 Ophidian Destroyers. I love this list. I'm paying Destroyers for a buddy of mine right now. He's like, I gotta get some Ooh. Destroyers on the table. Yeah, um, I love this list, but it does. It looks like a Novok list. This list looks like a Novok list. It looks aggressive, melee based goodness. You know, small flayed ones. I'll be. I'm assuming just for a rod because it's a, it's why you take a six, six man. Um, two times five score score packs. A huge unit of feeding destroyers, which I'm a massive fan of, by the way. Um, I think they've definitely unit to look for, guys. If you want, essentially like Necron Repentia. Well, was it just the comparison? The the points dropped that made them because you know because they've existed since the book came out points drops uh core, core so they can be rezzed mm-hmm. much more readily they can be fully buffed by the silent king as well um they can have my will be done they can have so many buffs placed upon them now yeah good, that yeah, they good point before. Yeah. and then they got the points drops so yeah. they are a whole new lease on life they are one of the most deadly units you haven't heard about and you should you should pay attention they're really good um, why why Nihilak boys what do you think this is do you want me to tell you what Nihilak is, yeah? yeah? Yes, please. No, never mind. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was racking my brain like, what's the relic? So, <laughs> so they get obsec. Everything in the army is obsec. If you have obsec, you count as two. So you get the best part of um, right. Eternal Conquerors. Um, and then each time an attack with an armor penetration characteristic of minus one is allocated to a model with this code. If that model's unit is wholly within your deployment zone, you count as negative zero instead, which quite key into the tower matchup, isn't it? The the, the SMS, once again, and the airburst, all negative one, can be pumped up to extras. But the fact that you get that little bit of insulation you gotta make is quite it. key. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you got to make them spend it. Exactly right. Yeah. Um, I do have to look up what they, they get. They, so they get double action on patrol of the um, of the Eternal Guardian, the Protocol Eternal Guardian, rather, um, which is um, each time... Yeah, each time a attack is made against this unit, if it did not move, make a normal move or advance, it has light cover. 
Um, and then each time an enemy mm -hmm. unit declares a charge against this unit, if it was not within engagement range, it can hold steady or set to defend. Um, so you can always hold, you can always get good overwatch and plus one if you're the recipient of a charge, e.g. against Virtus, Praetor, Blacks, which is not a bad thing to have. Um, and then in addition, you always count as light cover if you haven't moved, if you remain stationary. So I'm not sure how often that's going to come up with this list, but it's yeah. cute. So it seems like uh, it wants to move around a little bit. Yeah, it does, the, uh, it? Yeah. the strat is the, uh, they can shoot and still do an action. Yes, and that, that is actually oh. quite key, isn't it? Yeah, that actually is important, because especially with the new missions. So he's playing the missions like we're talking about too now. And that means if they're obsec too, a lot of the mission secondaries or mission mm. bonuses, whatever we call them now, that they just do them. They complete them on their on his turn for free, well, one CP. But that's that's huge. That is a really That's really big. That means he's getting points without losing any firepower. Is that yeah. one, one three-man heavy destroyer, or is it three one-mans? Uh, one three-man, because one three once man. again, they get amazing value uh, from having yeah. the Silent King around. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Like uh, uh, Scotty D says the Fidians are a really good unit and have a better benefit than mm. the Scorpex, uh, which is, you know, when you started reading out the list, I was like, I bet we're going to see some Scorpex, and then like, nope, going for the Fidians. Oh, yeah, well, it's... Too. it's He's got two units of five Scorpex, one unit of six yep. Ophidians. So Ophidians is more like the flying company. Like they, they, yep. they're a bit more speedy. They can be, they can be chucked into reserve at any time. So they're really there to pop up and go into the thing that's going to hurt you the most, rather mm. than being more aggressive. It's, I, I feel like the, um, it's uh, the Vanguard veterans, uh, whereas the Scorpex are more like your Blade Guard. Um, okay. The Blade yep. Guard go in and they grind and they, you know, they punch and they're a bit more resilient. And the Scorpion, yeah, because the Fidian only has like a five up save, I think. So they're a little the, bit the less, but they're so much faster. Yeah, so much faster. Propensity to explode is the way I see. <laughs> I see the Ophidians. Um, the second list for us to unpack. Oh, sorry. And Ophidians are innately minus one to hit, which was yeah, the point minus one to hit chat. as well. Yeah, good catch, Scotty. Um, which is yeah, once again, that's actually quite big into the town matchup. Uh, Richard Jennings. Um, I wanted to pull out another orc list because this one was another crazy as hell orc list and i was just like what the, what is going on with the orc players it's like an, it's like the start of the season they're just like well i'm just gonna play all the wacky crap i didn't <laughs> make myself play last last season um so richard jennings he's playing evil sons he's got an outrider and a fortification detachment um he's got oh, a big no. mech, he's got a big mech with kff he's got a big mech with shock <laughs> attack gun he's got three times 10 boys three by three death copters three times 15 storm boys 10 looters with two mechs in the unit three some single smasher guns oh, i can't remember it might be three a unit of unit of three um a burner bomber a daca jet and a sky shield landing pad it didn't and, uh, even need to read <laughs> what it was when you said there was a fortification uh, attachment i just knew <laughs> It was going to be a sky shield. Uh, I man, uh, I don't yeah. know if this is good, but my boy, <laughs> Mister Jennings, waving that flag, good for you, son. Go ahead, get it, get it. That's it, sometimes <laughs> you see your opponent just put a unit on the table, and, and he may play against people that have never seen a sky shield landing pad before. Yes, yes, he may, and uh, he's, he's going to learn some people this weekend. He's going to, he's going to, they're going to remember the name. <laughs> I don't know what it does. I didn't, apart from like, I think it heals planes um, if you choose to not shoot the planes, and I think it just it gives like decent. I think it gives uh, cover when you're on yep. top. Um, so I, I really was scratching my head. Like, he uses this as a staging point for his storm boys, just like leapfrog them with um, evil sons, or is he just chucking looters, smasher guns, uh, shock attack guns up there, and just hunkering down with a decent save? I don't know, but I love yeah, whatever it. he wants. Really, well, I guess it's yeah. you bring when you bring your own terrain, you kind of customize your experience with each game. 
It's true. Uh, bringing it's your true. own train is actually good. That's why the sisters were using theirs for so long. And I, yeah. and that's also why I'm really sad that mine just suddenly disappeared. Oh. Yeah. Well, I had a well. fortification. The big drill. Yeah, see, people don't even know about oh. it. Oh. Oh. Uh, I, I own I it. Thought- and now it's not they're just gone. No, I thought I thought you were alluding to someone stole your model. No, it's definitely still uh, there. Well, they kind of did steal it because now it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah, so in, in the chat, stole it from me. Uh, Nurgle Matthew, great to see you. Uh, Bob Nunn says, shout out to the Salty GT in Plantation, Florida this weekend. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, we cover events. If, if, you, if anybody in the chat or listening to this later has events coming up and would like to be considered for the show, uh, you know, hit us up on social media where sometimes, you know, especially if we have time. Or, you know, let me tell you, another good way to make sure is to make sure that you list, uh, your players list all their factions yes. in BCP uh, because, you know, it's, it's Sometimes we, we we like making it up, but sometimes you know it's just easier if we can just read it. Uh, sometimes we like making it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Nanto Phantom says, "Ask is Drakari still the top five army anymore, or do people mm. just have to learn to play against them?" I think there's there's um, t- two questions there. Drakari still very powerful, very popular, and the fact that some people have gravitated towards Tal and Custodes is not going to change the fact that they are tough. Uh, but there more there are definitely now more options about playing into them. But yes. Everyone should have a Drukari strategy still uh, going into any tournament that you, you uh, choose to attend. Where do you rank Drukari at the moment, Dustin? Um, ironically, probably below Tau, below Custodes, below Crusher. But I think that's where they stay. I think they're still a fourth for me. I, I, I've got them third because I put them above Crusher because Crusher is a, I, I, Crush is a single list. I put their faction above the faction. The list. I can okay, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah. But I, I don't disagree. Like that's pretty interchangeable. But the thing is, metrics. like for me, forces is still above them too, right? So that's why I kind of have Crusher than the forces above them. That's right? fair. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. No, but uh, they're still they're still no very they're very strong though, uh, and i just feel cool. like people are gonna i think people are gonna gravitate a bit more towards the old msu style a bit more now mm. i think that's this actually- will be a great topic to talk about in a couple of months in like eight weeks mm-hmm. or so yeah uh yeah. to talk about that because you know it, there's already people that are prepping for the next thing and the next thing and the next uh-huh. thing or you know but it, it's like i think we're gonna have a healthy meta uh, yep. over the next uh, six, eight weeks or so. And it's, it's, it's going to be fun to talk about. So you don't want to miss it. So make sure you subscribe if you have not already, because it's going to be awesome. Uh, so yeah, who's winning great. this thing? Who's winning this this uh, this tournament? And then we go into our feature segment. With seven Custodes players, I'm definitely going for the Orcs. <laughs> um, I, didn't, you know I, didn't not, I did not see him going there. I, actually, no. I really didn't. Uh, do you know who's actually winning? It's a single T-Suns player. Yeah, actually, yes. that would be amazing. Let's do it. Let's all get behind the what thousand tons. There we go. Let's, this. let's, let's, let's have hands up, boys. Heads up. A hands rare hands moment <laughs> of full solidarity uh, here for the thousand sons. We lay uh, the hand of chaos. We lay the hand. lay the hand of destiny upon this single chaos, chaos in Carthage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. <laughs> you have been do touched it. by the hand of destiny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, look, we're we're about to jump into our segment. This is a, this is a fun segment we call the Fuego Repito, where we uh, give ourselves a list of five topics. We give our hottest takes uh, over the course of two minutes each. Once those two minutes are up, we skip it and move on uh, to the next topic, and you know maybe to never revisit again, or maybe to only live in speculation and wonder about what we might have thought about if we only had two and a half minutes. Uh, but we don't. So 
uh, when that clock starts, uh, we're going to start firing away. Uh, best Star Trek series. What is the best Star Trek series? Adam, we'll start with you. Mm. He's furrowing his brow. He doesn't know. Oh, see, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a like Star Trek dabbler. I'm not, a, I'm not a Trekker. I'm not a Trekkie. I don't think uh, any of us are. That's why it's that's actually just relative, right? You know? Yeah. So I like the original because of the corniness, because of the craziness, because of the shaky cam, and the it's kind of camp and weird and wonky. Well, I, I'm gonna go some the original. of the like the the tropes or whatever you know were built there, and, and it was also yeah. it was a groundbreaking series. Like they did many things to That's fair, yeah. like. There's there's a lot about the subtext of the series that were you know we look at it and go well of course it's that way, but it was incredibly uh, not that way at the time, and so that that's mm-hmm. actually pretty cool. Mm. But I'm going to go best series, you know, I mean, look, I know this is basic as I'll get out, but the next generation. Okay. Well, our two major favorite food groups have been called for as we, do we have a side dish coming from Dustin? No, it's going to be next generation for me too. Oh, there we go. What I like about the next generation is, is that again, you had all these things start to come about and I've actually gone like, I want to say, I'm I'm not like a huge Star Trek buff, but uh, in the last year or two, I I watched the first couple of episodes of the next generation, like, cause they were on prime or something like that, just uh, Mm -hmm. to see if they, if they held up. And I think that they do. And it's neat. What it was kind of, you know, what I, you started to notice is like, does the ship break down in every episode? (laughs) You know, it's uh. Uh, I got to, I got to meet Lavar Burton. Uh, oh wow, that helps. Uh, yeah, that helps he, you like it. Such a such a cool, very very nice, uh, cool dude. Uh, very. I know someone that's going on a Star Trek Next Generation cruise soon. Oh, wow, I would never do that, but I like Next Generation. There we go. <laughs> that's a little too far I, I know for me. People, people like... can make an argument for all of them. But what, let, oh, let yeah, us know sure. what is your favorite. Uh, on this off topic, I'm trying to watch Deep Space Nine right now, and I, I am liking it so far. So I'll let you know about that. Uh, best Star Trek movie, and then what's the worst Star Trek oh. movie? Anybody have have y'all seen all of the Star Trek movies? Oh God, no, no. no I've seen a lot of them, but not all of them. Have you uh, seen? Have anyone seen all of them? Oh, no. I've seen all. Of, I know I have. I've really? definitely seen all of them. Yeah, yeah. I might even just don't remember most of them, but. Some some of the earlier ones, you know, uh, best one. I'm just gonna lead out. It's come on, everyone loves four, the one with the whales. <laughs> <laughs> everyone loves that one. There's whales. Uh, <laughs> they look, go back I, in time. It's like the 80s. I think Spock says a curse word. Um, crazy. Um, I'm gonna go for so one of the first ones I probably the first one I watched was Nemesis actually when that came out. That was a good one actually. It wasn't bad and it kind of launched semi launched the career of um Tom Hardy as well and he was phenomenal in that. He was great in that mm-hmm. movie. Um, I have he been was told... the, he was the Romulan is yeah 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 okay yeah, he was yeah the the, the like the Picard um officer like clone or whatever um but I hear Ratha Khan's supposed to be the best. Oh my goodness! It. it is. It really is. It actually. Yeah. So it's so. If 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 the whales and and all that wasn't just such a beloved Rathacon is probably. I mean, it's up there on like just good movies. It's not even necessarily a good mm. Star Trek. Hey, movie, you so. took my answer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Well, shifting it. How did we feel about the uh, the Benedict uh, Cumberbund Rath like Khan? It was such a poorly kept secret. Yeah, you know, um, like, I'm, totally, I'm totally not Khan. Yeah. My name is. Everyone's like, oh, of course. If you're, uh, well, we know who you are. I don't know. Yeah. It's one of those movies that if we didn't see as many advertisements for it, maybe, well, even then, figure it out pretty quickly. Oh, we, we, let, can we go another, can we reset the clock for another two minutes? Because we need to go worst movie now. 
we do need oh, yeah, hold another segment. We, 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 we need yeah. more time. We, we more time. need more time. Okay, there we go. We're good. Right, the clock has been reset. Yeah. Production, worst thank movie. you so much. Uh, worst Star Trek movie. This so so. This is tough, but yeah. my I'll, least I, favorite. I, I'll say my least you, favorite. I thought you were going to meme out and be like, "Well, it was the whale one again. It's the same. It's the same." <laughs> it's the best and the, the worst. The perfect there is a reality <laughs> where those those two things could happen. But I think the uh, I think <laughs> like the next one, it might even be number five, the undiscovered country or whatever was uh, was not the best. I had a shaky a shaky premise. Yeah, and, uh, was... but I but I didn't I did not enjoy it. Uh, and and in honestly, I've actually liked the the reboots too. I've really enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed the reboots. what they call called JJ Trek or whatever. I've I've enjoyed yeah. them. I think they've been like fast paced and frenetic and stuff that you've you've had missed. And and Carl uh, Carl Urban as Bones. Nah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I like the spot casting. I like the I like the bones casting. I didn't like the Kirk casting. I just that's because you're the cheesy guy. You like Pines. all the cheesy stuff, and Pines is not cheesy. He's sexy. Really? He's really? Sexy and new. He's got a stupid face. He's, he's cheesy he's in a, a different way. Stupid face. Like, stupid. Face. Yeah. Yeah, um, I didn't like all the. So I actually enjoyed the the cinematic experience of the of the new reboot, the, the first of the new reboot, until I left the cinema and actually thought about it and was just like, there are so many holes in this plot. I was, it's phenomenal. I was that way with Highlander too. Don't yeah, that's that's sacred to me. <laughs> you leave it alone. They weren't they were aliens all along. <laughs> so, oh, well, now we know what next week's topic is going to be about. Hundred percent. Hundred <laughs> percent. There could be only one. Uh, so yeah, I like I like that we can talk about it. Probably the best Star Trek movie is Galaxy Quest. You know, here we go. Um, that's fair. That's it. Yeah, that's, that's fair. So here we go. I mean, this is this look. This is a hot debate. Kirk or Picard? And I'm gonna make your, I'm gonna make you list the reason why. You can't just say the answer, Dustin. What you got? Well, for me, it's Picard. Now. I'm going to go in depth with uh, what, because I was talking about with making fun of Adam, why he liked Kirk. That's why I don't like it. I, I can appreciate what it was at the time. And I, I love the nostalgia of it because I didn't watch it when I was really young. There's not as much nostalgia for me for it. Like I have more nostalgia from next generation. Kirk drove me nuts. (laughs) He just drove in, me nuts. In everything he said, like everything let's, let's, he said, this. everything he did, it just a lot of the things I quite like. Why did you say? Why are you doing this? I just I couldn't comprehend his thought process, and I tried really hard. Picard, everything he did is like this guy's calculated. I like this. Mm. He knows what he's doing. Kirk just made some really <laughs> wonky things. Just had to sleep with every green thing that he found. It just I don't know, man. It was sounded awfully judgmental over there. It was, it was. Hey, you wanted me to list reasons. I gotta judge the fake characters. I, I thought you were gonna do this. Be so much funnier with this, Dustin. I thought you were gonna be like, look at Picard, look in the mirror, look at Picard, look in the mirror. He's my guy. I'm not gonna go there because that's too obvious. I am a young uh, Picard, right? I'm sorry. If there's, if there's a, if there's an Enterprise is gonna come up, guess who's captaining it? I uh, choose Picard as well over over Kirk. See, oh. I. You're right. Kirk's like the worst part of Star Trek, the original <laughs> he is the series. Worst. He's the worst. He is he's the, the worst, worst part of the show. It's, a, it's amazing. Worse than the crappy doors. Worse than the shaky cam and the the, the, I, I the mean, horrible that's, everything. It didn't bother me as much as, as much as Kirk did. This stinks because I also 
love Picard, but I feel like I have to branch out and say Kirk for all. Just because we had that come together balance. moment on the Thousand Suns, I've got to restore, restore balance <laughs> and, and friction uh, to the show. Uh, love uh, it. Here we go. So, uh, do, do the Borg yield Necrons? Then, uh, so if if the Borg are, are analogous to Necrons, uh, what what best uh, matches the Klingons and, and the things like the Ferengi? Are there are there correlations? Are there similarities uh, between Klingons? Would uh, kind of be like the closest thing. The lore. Maybe what? Similarities well, between the lores. That's what it is. I'm kind of close as I can think of is Dark Eldar, to be honest. For for Klingons. For Klingons, yeah. I kind of feel like, yeah, I can see that, but they're they're like more honorable than Drakari, not honorable. True, Klingons, but Klingons have like a strict kind of. Are code. you gonna are you gonna put them with space marines though? No, I'm not. Who in the who in the fortieth millennium, forty first millennium is honorable, Adam? Who really? Is honorable there? Please don't make me say Tau. Like they're not. They're, they're not. not Tau or Klingons. No. Oh, there, you heard no. it here first. Adam's hot no. take. Adam thinks no. Adam. Adam. Look, internet. Adam Stop. thinks Tau or Klingons. Collect. You heard it. Paul doing stuff in my brain words. <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously, I actually do think it's probably Space Marines are the closest to Klingons. War, a warrior, warrior cast, purely based. Like, yeah, yeah. On, on a bound system, kind of, yeah. It's probably the closest. Yeah, for, if we're linking I, them. Yeah, I can't, I kind of feel like it is. But um, I, Ferengi, I'm not sure. Like, what, GSC? I don't know. You think because they're like, like goblin-y in nature? Are you just, are you yeah. basing this on appearance? Is no, because that... they're, they're like, they're especially like stingy and cunning, right? Like, I kind of feel like that's a gene stealer culture. I... Like, Stingy and cunning, just wraps the whole, the whole stingy gene, and cunning. The whole GSC faction right there. You open up the codex, stingy on one page, cunning on the next, close the codex. <laughs> Man, I'm, this seems like a long two minutes. I just <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you guys, we please. Are, we're out of time. <laughs> so, oh, here we go. Drink. What is the drink of choice? Crap. Uh, Romulan Klingons, ale. Klingons might be Necrons. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't even know that the Necrons are equivalent to Borg. I, I think that they're all they're very distinct, and which is which yeah. is neat, you know. It's like, uh, but that like the and now we're 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 real over time, but but a lot of the factions within, um, you know, uh, of the Star Trek universe are telling a story that's different mm. than what if, than if, forty thousand. If, if I if I had to be picky, I'd say Borg are Tyranids, the Great Devourer, trying yep. to assume yep. everything, and Klingons are actually just, more like Necrons, just like lore wise, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. When you know when they discovered the 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 Borg is and they kind of went out there into high level space, you know mm. they went out there and you know they went beyond twentieth level space, yeah, uh, mm. and then found the Borg and that's very similar. What's where the Tyranids are coming from, you know? Mm. And so, so yeah. here we go. Drink of choice: Romulan ale, Klingon blood wine, or tea. I guess that's Picard's uh, Earl, Earl, Earl Grey, Grey. Ha- tea, tea. I've got a big pack of Earl Grey right, right over there. I drink I'm it every drinking morning. Drinking it as we speak. Uh, the other I don't know what any of that stuff is. <laughs> Not blood angel, blood wine. Yeah, yeah why, blood wine. Blood wine. why are you even thinking about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's. I mean, that's what I was going to pick. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know if it's that. You know, that could be something else uh, in the. Uh, 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 you, think you, being set, you think you're being set up? 
I do. I feel like this is this is a stealth hatchet. The job. next event we're all at. <laughs> Paul's drinking some blood wine, and apparently I'm eating a pickle with a. I'll order some sandwich. some uh, vampire wine. There's, there's a, yeah, there's there we a, go. A those those are things. Those are definitely things. Vent- oh, not a brewery for wine. Look, I think I've established. I don't know what I'm talking about uh, for this fuego. Uh, <laughs> 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 just just going to put it out there. This fuego was hard work. Yeah, <laughs> it was very hard work. <laughs> what can we expect from next next week's one? <laughs> well look that's that's it that's that's our show this has been a fun one i've really enjoyed the talk I, i've really enjoyed exploring uh the this the list i mean we have we have seen a shift the 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 makeup the 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 uh composition of these tournaments and what players are choosing to bring is different than what we saw two or three weeks ago i mean it's what mm-hmm. we expected it to be different but did y'all expect it to be this different yeah i kind of saw the shift happening it's just a matter of when it's kind of evens out from Tau, like what craft world are going to shake things up again they always do and they're going to get all all the hate that Tau got and probably more but i feel like the meta is actually headed to a good spot right now Tau kind of leveled out things like crusher and even custodes like custodes yeah um does Tau become a problem in and of itself we'll have to wait and see because there are their own meta adjustments that can mm. adjust for Tau as well um but i i, I t- didn't see the orcs coming we've seen a huge wave That's of orcs true. this weekend in all three events we just did orcs we had a had a big showing um i did not see that coming that would have been my, would not have been my prediction i've known a lot of orc players that really believe that they've almost been tempering themselves their list to make it you know make the, make it the game more fun for themselves and maybe a little more balanced for their opponents and maybe they're saying you know what my Orky gloves are coming off, and it is now back to you, you know to do guns a blazing, as mm-hmm. it were. Could be, yeah, gloves off. Or they were playing other things. I mean, because I know a lot of people who have an orc army, like just like a custodian army. There are a lot of people. So there are a lot of extreme diehard orc players, and they're always playing orcs. I know a lot of people who haven't have an orc army, and look, just as like a, a way to have fun going into a new season, playing orcs for a couple of months is probably a great way to just like get stuck into a new season, play another couple mm-hmm. of events, just have a good time. Work out the new missions, give yourself lots exactly. of different options to they're, play yeah, around good with palette whatever, for yeah. sure. Yeah. And you never, you never, you're never not having fun. Nope. Like that's, nope. yeah. 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 Fair enough. Well, seriously, the chat's uh, been great. Uh, thanks for contributing to the show. Uh, let us know, you know, if you got some events you want us to talk about, hit us up on social media, uh, leave some comments in the thing. Uh, wherever wherever I'm pointing, do something, click something, do whatever. Uh, <laughs> leave us some five stars. We will see you all next week. We'll be back each and every week to talk about the, the tournaments coming up on the weekend. We hope you join us. We'll see you all. Good night.